Hi there, I'm Lindsay Sparks, author of books that include hidden worlds and twisted myths. Welcome to my weekly author's notes podcast. Today is Sunday, 1219, and I would love to share some of my reflections from this past week with you. Okay, so first off, the current uh, only steal or free book that I have right now uh, is Echo in Time, which is the first book in the Echo Trilogy, um, which is the first series in the Echo World which works out great. Um, yeah, so that ebook is free currently. Uh, and, um, what am I working on right now? My current work in progress is, uh, with beta readers. So I'm, I guess not technically working on it, although I am planning on doing some research in the next three weeks. Uh, so I have three weeks until I receive or until my, the due date or the deadline for my beta readers to, get their feedback, feedback back to me. Um, so yeah, song of scarabs and fallen stars is with beta readers. I finally sent the whole thing to them on, uh, I think it was like, or very early on Thursday morning. Um, I had previously sent, I think I mentioned this, um, last time that I had sent the first half of the book to them, but I still had a lot of stuff that I needed to go through with the second half. Um, and, uh, that was what I did, uh, over the like five days, um, five extra days that I had with it. And then I sent it on Thursday and it feels so good to, I, I feel really happy with where the book is. Um, I feel really happy with the changes that I decided to make, uh, in the beginning that kind of helped remove some of the backstory elements. Um, there's already, I mean, there's some unavoidable backstory um, in introducing like this immortal race and all that kind of stuff. Um, but at least this, oh, there's like a dog barking in the background. I apologize. Um, it's not my dog. Um, there's, um, I'm just really happy with, I feel really happy. I removed some stuff that I felt like maybe went too far and was a little unnecessary, um, but didn't really change much like big story wise. It was just some like smaller, just like the kind of intensity of things. That's not to say that it's not still like, I feel like it's extremely steamy and I'm hoping it doesn't cross any lines. So we'll see what, um, what the beta readers say. Um, yeah, because it's certainly not. So, um, the Fateless Trilogy is, which is the, this is the first book in the Fateless Trilogy is definitely a, um, full series arc for the romance. Uh, so this is just the first step in their journey, Tarset and Atum. And, um, so there's no, like, I, I would say it's like kind of a happy for now. I would say it's like a happily for now. Um, but it's definitely not a happily ever after. And it's, they're going to have to work really hard for that. So, um, but I'm just really excited about continuing or like, I'm so excited for you guys to read this book. Um, I love it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I am enjoying the break from uh, writing and just being like so fully obsessed with the story, but I'm also excited for when I can read it again. So I, I hope that that means that it's really good. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, uh, it did end up being, um, 121 and a half thousand words, which is, um, a little bit longer than echo in time and ricochet through time. And just 
shy of Time Anomaly, which is the longest book that I've ever written by myself. So um, I do have some like extra description stuff that I need to write. Um, so who knows, this still could end up being my longest book ever um, that I've written by myself. So we'll see. Um, not that that really matters that much. Um, but it's just interesting, because I had no idea that this book was going to end up being like all, one of my long books. I thought this was going to be, you know, more of like an Atlantis legacy, 90,000 word, 80, you know, in a smaller, <laughs> less hefty and time intensive writing process. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, I am currently still reading the Song of the Solus audiobook. So again, I don't know why I keep naming books Song of something. Um, this is the fourth book in the Atlantis Legacy series, not at all related to the Fateless Trilogy. Uh, and I am listening through the audiobook and enjoying it very, very much. Um, I am currently watching still, um, Hawkeye and Squid Game, uh, which I was watching last week. And, uh, I also, my husband and I started Station Eleven and I'm super fascinated. I haven't read the book. Um, I'm very fascinated by this show. Um, but he fell asleep during episode three last night. So I think he's probably not going to continue it with me. Um, yeah, so it looks like that one's going to be another one that I'm watching by myself. Uh, but I am excited because, um, I believe it's this Friday is the last episode of season one of Wheel of Time, which means this is what we've been waiting for because, um, so, so my husband who has not read the books can keep track of the characters and stuff. We need to just binge it all at once. Um, yeah, so we have watched three episodes and then we stopped, um, because, he could tell that he was going to lose track of the story if he had to wait, wait every week for a new episode. So I'm really excited to continue that. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So my highs this week, uh, were obviously sending the rest of song of scarabs and fallen stars to beta readers that felt amazing. Um, and it just felt like this huge, reaching the end of those revisions just felt like this huge hurdle that was n- I was never going to reach. Um, but I did. Um, and so like the skeleton, the skeleton draft, which is my, the first draft that I make when I'm dictating, um, was something like 42,000 words. And then it ended at, like I said, it ended up being over 121,000 words. So my quote unquote revisions, um, as I novelized the book from the um, screenplay format that I do in skeleton draft, um, to the book format of the draft that gets sent to beta readers. Um, what that was like a really big job. Um, so I'm, but I'm so happy with where the book is. Um, so I just, oh, it's like, so <laughs> it's like such a weird, but good feeling when you, for me, at least when I've been so fully immersed in a project for months And then all of a sudden it's gone. Like it's not gone from my head, but like it's gone from my forefront of my mind because I'm not currently having to just like constantly be in the story changing things. Um, And uh, it's like all of a sudden there's all of this space in my head to think about all of this other stuff. So it's just a, it's just, it's not a good or a bad feeling. It's just weird. Um, I guess a change, I guess it's probably relates to like habits and you get used to doing certain things and then the changes. And so then it feels weird. Um, okay. So the, I have two more highs, uh, this week. Um, I finally set up 
the dif- Discord server uh, for you guys, for my readers, um, which uh, should be, let me just double check. Uh, yeah, my I'm talking into it right now. Like, so you would be able to listen to this right now instead of waiting for it to show up on all the podcast um, feeds or whatever they're called platforms maybe um anyway uh yeah so that's linked to in the show notes um and i'm really really excited about it i'm planning on just being on there uh, having it open when i'm in my office and working um and even if i'm not necessarily chatting i'll probably still have my audio feed on so you can hear me like cursing at nobody uh when i get frustrated with things um yeah that's always fun. Um, but it's got all kinds of fun stuff in there um, that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, like I have discussion threads up for all of my series and also threads where people can post. So like casting call threads, so people can post the actors who they think would be perfect for certain roles and also soundtrack um, channels. Uh, where people can post the songs that they think fit each um, series perfectly. And then um, there's also like a fan fiction channel. And so if if anybody, if you were were to write a story in one of my worlds, you could post a link to it there. Or I think you could even post the document that has a story in it there. Um, And I think that's amazing and totally encourage that. Obviously, you can't like sell your stories that you write in my world, but I totally love the idea of people exploring the world more um, with fan fiction. I think it's an amazing thing. Um, and I guess you could do, maybe I should make a channel for fan art too. That would be really fun. Ooh, okay. Uh, hopefully I remember to do that. Um, okay, let's see. What else is in there that's really fun? There's a book club channel. Um, and then, oh, there's my office. So my office has um, my writing, ca- uh, chat for my writing cave, and then the audio feed for my writing um, cave, which is where you can, will be, that's where I will be. Whenever I'm in my office, I will be there. And hopefully I make, too, don't make too many embarrassing noises. Um, and I probably won't just be like randomly talking to myself if nobody's there. But if I do see that somebody's there, I'll probably just like random make comments and stuff, um, about what I'm doing and thoughts that I'm having, and maybe even ask questions, uh, to see if, um, like in case I need any help figuring something out or something like that, or need like a word for something or a name for someone. Um, yeah, super excited about that. Um, the other high this week was, I feel like this has taken up like three different days, but I was baking with my three-year-old, my boy. Um, we did a lot of baking, Christmas cookies and, um, just random baking, but, um, (laughs) So he really wants to be helpful. That's like his number one drive is wanting to be helpful. Um, But it's like in a very specific way that is not necessarily helpful. But so it's really cute and I really appreciate it. But there's a lot of me going, no, I need you to be a good listener. Don't touch that. (laughs) Stop. Listen. Just like constantly the whole time. But it was really adorable and fun. And I got some great pictures and he ate a lot of sprinkles. Oh my God. Like fistfuls of sprinkles. So yeah, he was super hyper tonight. Um, but it, oh, and the frosting or the colors that he chose, cause we did frosted sugar cookies. The colors that he chose were, um, 
green, which is very normal for this time of year. Um, purple, which is a little unusual. Uh, but his first choice was bubblegum pink. So, and I have one of those like, uh, food coloring kits that has like pretty much, you can make pretty much any color. So, so we have pink, purple, and green, uh, Christmas cookies this year, which is just very festive. Uh, okay. So, um, I, I didn't, I couldn't think of any lows this week, so I have nothing to talk about there. Um, wacky Google searches. I've got some fun ones. Um, the first one that I wanted to mention was just like a, a cluster of words that when I was looking up my search history, um, was a cluster of words that just made me laugh. And I feel like I'm pretty, pretty sure I know what part of the book I was in when I was looking these up. Um, so it was the search terms was just like an endless list of synonym and then word, like whatever the word was. Um, and so the, the words that I just picked a few, so there were more, um, the words were synonym lustful, synonym carnal, synonym sensual, synonym pleasure, synonym sensation. So I think you can, can get an idea of what type of scene I was in when I was needing all of these synonyms. Um, and let's see here. Um, another one was, uh, temporal paradox. Um, so I, I, I feel like I first heard the term temporal paradox in, um, relation to back to the future, um, in terms of like, it doesn't make sense because if he went back to the future and his parents, or I guess that that was the thing. Like if he, he went back to the future and his parents weren't going to get married. And so he started disappearing because if his parents never got together, then he would never have been born. So then he would have been disappearing. But then how would he have gone back in the back to the past if he had never been born? So it's just like this whole paradox. Like it doesn't, it's a loop that doesn't make sense because it's not a fixed loop. And so that's something that I think I inadvertently put into started with the Echo Trilogy is that at first you don't know what's going on, but it does end up being that there is a fixed loop. So then what's going on in the Fateless Trilogy is just a whole other temporal paradox situation. Um, And it was interesting when I looked this up because there are apparently different kinds of temporal paradoxes. Um, So if you're interested in time travel and the theoretical physics of it all, um, it's definitely a fun term to look up. There's some cool diagrams and stuff. So, um, and then the next one is, um, history of hinges, which <laughs> I think the original term, so this was like a follow-up term. The or- original term was probably something like ancient Egypt hinges. Um, and this, uh, threw a little, uh, wrench in things for me. And it's something I'm going to have to address when I go back into the manuscript, which is a high likelihood that door hinges, as we know them, didn't exist at this point in history. So I do need to do more research on this. I had just assumed that they existed. I had Googled ancient Egypt his ancient blech, ancient Egypt hinges um, to dis- to find out what kind of metal they would have been ma- made of, um, and then I was very displeased to discover that it looks like that they have aren't invented for several centuries at all um anywhere so 
Uh, I need to do more research on the history of hinges. I just did some brief research on the history of hinges, which is why I had history of hinges in my search terms. But once I started looking it up, I realized that this was going to be a big rabbit hole and, um, is something that I have to do more research on, which is super frustrating. Uh, but that's all right because I really try to, so my books are, um, unrealistic in the sense that they have to do with time travel and, um, ancient gods, Uh, however, I do try to make the historical elements and everything place, place elements, settings, like all, all of that stuff I try to make as realistic as possible. So the unrealistic things don't pull people out of the story. And so that there's a part of your brain that is thinking like, well, maybe this could be real. Uh, that is always my goal. Uh, all right. So this week's obsession. So like I was saying, um, now that Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars is with beta readers, my brain has all of this room to just like stretch out and think. Um, and all of a sudden I am obsessed with the metaverse. And I'm not talking about meta, like the Facebook metaverse company, new like branding. I am talking about internet 3.0, the greater metaverse of the interconnected VR worlds, the next iteration of the internet and social media and consumerism and everything. Um, and, and I am just like Googling and, and listening to podcasts, just like crazy. I cannot get enough of this stuff. Um, I did want to recommend a podcast that I really like Hold on, um, that has been teaching me a lot. And there is so much to understand in this, um, field, field of the metaverse. Um, because it's all based in crypto. I don't know if it's like based in crypto. It's based in blockchain. Um, so like cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin is, a cryptocurrency that's based on blockchain technology, um, which I'm impressed with myself that I'm able to like say that. And I'm pretty sure what I just said is accurate. Um, but there's a bunch of other cryptocurrencies. And then there's these things called uh, NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, which are so confusing. And like, I still feel like my brain is not fully wrapping around what this means. Um, but it's like basically a way to make, create scarcity in a digital world where virtually anything could be replicated, right? So it's pretty cool stuff. Um, the podcast that I wanted to recommend that I am cer- currently binging is called Welcome to the Metaverse. Um, and it has been super informative. And I, is like he's constantly talking about um, all of these projects uh, that they're doing. It's like so everything is so innovative. It's just the coolest thing. And I'm so excited. It's basically like the Oasis in Ready Player One. Um, or if you have read All World Online, my fun uh, audio first web serial, um, it's like All World Online. Like it's this expansive, comprehensive idea of, uh, or the idea of this expansive, comprehensive virtual world where. It's like the, it's like you took the internet and you turned it into a three-dimensional, physical, realistic space. So instead of like clicking to a website, you are like walking through a portal to go through the next to the next like 
room that shows you all about like what would have been in that website. I mean, it's just like, it's so amazing. And I'm so excited. But anyway, I've been thinking I'm, I could talk about this for so long, but the point is I am trying to understand it better so that I can think about ways that I can bring, bring my books into the metaverse and like plan ahead because I do feel like that as the world transitions to this internet 3.0 metaverse reality, I guess, um, I want to make sure that I am prepared and that I'm coming up with fun ways to connect with you guys. Um, and I think it could be really cool in terms of like creating a virtual space for the community to gather, um, like our own little clubhouse, not to be confused with clubhouse app that I've never been on. Um, although apparently everybody loves it. Um, yeah. So, um, next week's goal is nothing specific and it feels weird to like not be talking about a story. Um, but, oh, I did want to say, sorry, one more thing about the metaverse. Um, I just, I'm really excited about it. I haven't started it yet, but I love her. She's just amazing. Um, so I just got a book, uh, from, uh, Joanna Penn, who is one of the mega voices in the indie author world in terms of like publishing and marketing and technology and the, like just what's going on in the industry. Um, and so she has a new book called artificial intelligence, blockchain and virtual worlds. Uh, it's a short, a little shorty, and I'm really excited about diving into this because it's really hard to find information about books, reading, and the publishing industry, at least that I have found. And if you happen to have any great tips or resources, I am all ears, but that uh, it's hard to find information about this whole like internet 3.0 metaverse, like evolution, I guess, um, that we're like at the very, very, very beginning of and how that intersects with my industry, which is publishing and books and reading and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this and see what she has to say. Um, okay. So, uh, yes, but next week's goal, uh, is to check off so much stuff on my to-do list because it's really long and I have tons of stuff to do and I only have three weeks to do it in before I get this book back from my beta readers. So that is what I'm going to be doing. Um, I have some stuff that I need to publish, um, just like box sets. I have an audiobook I need to publish, uh, resonance. Um, I want to like schedule, figure out my social media plan for the first quarter of next year. Um, it's all kinds of like boring boring admin stuff. Um, yeah. Start thinking about the release plan for song of scarabs and fallen stars. Um, just lots of stuff. So what am I looking forward to? Um, obviously hanging out on my discord server, um, with you guys. So I really hope you join. I hope to see you there and I will be back, uh, next week. Don't forget to check out the link to the discord server so you can join and hang out. Um, yeah. I'll be back next week um, to ramble some more. So thanks for listening. And uh, until then, happy reading.